This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. We heard about this yesterday, and I believe there's more to come, but we've got a preliminary report from Alberta Education on this review of the Calgary Board of Education and its expenses. Are there funding issues? Are there spending issues to the Calgary Board of Education? Why is it that the government is concerned and concerned about this board in particular? Uh, so I want to talk about that. Also, where things stand with the, the curriculum review. David Egan is Alberta's Minister of Education, and he joins us on the line here this afternoon. Minister, uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on. Well, appreciate making some time for us. Okay, so what, what is the issue with the Calgary Board of Education? Why was there a need for a review in the first place? Well, um, you know, since um, we took office, uh, we've increased our funding to the Calgary Board of Education by more than $63 million. And so, um, you know, despite that, um, we were seeing um, reports around uh, some budget deficit um, this fall and then even layoffs. And uh, then, of course, the other thing um, was concern uh, from parents, uh, of which I share that concern um, in regards to transportation and changes to bus routes. And so um, we uh, started an operational review, and uh, yesterday I uh, gave an update to uh, to the public. Now, obviously, I mean, some of the changes to, to busing, I mean, is, is that a result of the changes that, that your government ushered in, that, that all school boards then had to, to make some adjustments when it comes to, to busing and busing fees, et cetera? Um, well, in, in regards to fees, yes, um, but, um, you know, the Calgary Board Education uh, decisions around uh, congregated sites and, uh, you know, changes to buses, uh, they were uh, underway before uh, Bill 1, and so, um, you know, all of the money that uh, we did to reduce school fees, right, to uh, make uh, it more affordable for families, um, we backstopped that through the provincial government, so there was no change of uh, funding in, say, for example, to the Board of Educa- uh, Board of uh, Calgary Board of Education, um, you know, and uh, perhaps one of the most interesting uh, parts of the uh, operational review update so far that is that um, over the last three audited years, um, we were meeting the revenues requirements of the Calgary Board of Education or even exceeding them. And so while they would post uh, potential deficits in the fall, by the spring in each of those three years, they had surplus. So, I mean, you might have some different pack pockets of uh, funding that, um, you know, is, is wanting in terms of transportation. And I do see that around the province, too. But I think you have to look at the big picture, too, right, in terms of overall revenue in. Uh, and uh, we're meeting that and exceeding it over the last three years. Okay. What's your position, then, with regard to school bus service for children who were in alternative programs within CBE? Uh, that, that service was ended, that, that was very contentious. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, it, you know, the bus service for alternative programs didn't change. I mean, we reduced fees for uh, students riding to the designated school below two point or over two point four kilometers. Um, but you know, it's not to say that we did anything different for alternative programs. Um, you know, I think that um, CBE made some choices around that, and um, you know, that's part of the reason that um, we are going to try to give them a hand. I mean, I have a transportation division that's been in with. Um, 
doing an operational review, and uh, they will stay in now to help to uh, help to make some uh, choices and uh, rationalize the, uh, the transportation. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's been a, quite an amicable um, a review so far, and uh, I, want, I just wanted to give some updates on it and uh, let everybody know that we are carrying on, especially in regards to transportation. Okay, so so the transportation review was was part of this then. Uh, yeah, yeah, you bet. Yeah, the uh, operational review we financed. We, we looked at their financing um, in general, and then with a partic- uh, particular focus on transport. And so we will continue on. Um, like I said yesterday, we will try to uh, look at some of these congregated sites and uh, efficiencies and so forth. Um, you know, by just after uh, to have some changes just after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Who, who did this review, or how was it done? Um, I, I have a strategic uh, service uh, division. Right, um, okay. you know that we use it's it's internal. We um, yeah, we have I mean sixty one school boards. Um, we always have um, um, you know uh, rotations of audits going on. Okay, so is it is it your view then that the uh, the, the CBE is sufficiently funded by the province? Yes, yes, that's right. You know, over the last three years, we saw. Um, you know, in terms of their expenses and um, the monies that we forwarded to them, it met or exceeded um, each of those last three years. Okay, so where, where are the issues here then? Well, I think, you know, it's, I mean, uh, the Calgary Board of Education is the big one, right? It's the biggest in the province, uh, $1.3 billion, and uh, it's a complex uh, school board um, that has a big geographic area, um, lots of uh, choice, which we support all the way. I mean, that's that's great that they do. But, um, you know, it's, it's, I think, just zeroing in uh, very specifically on transportation, say, for example. And, um, you know, they have uh, provided uh, um, very, uh, you know, a strong... Uh, service right for 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 students uh, even if they're traveling long distances but i think you know we need to perhaps integrate um i'm, I'm thinking the uh, probably the city of calgary and uh, their transportation a little, a little bit more and just uh, um, focus on ra- uh, these congregated sites um i must say as well that i have the 2.4 kilometer uh distance um under review right now for potential change and that's been around for a long time and mm-hmm. uh, i think it's maybe part of the uh the solution to to revise the 2.4 walking um distance not just for calgary but everybody in the province okay so you, you believe that they can address these busing issues without additional funding um yes yes i think so you know um it's a question of um a focus and uh, uh for example already they've done uh, a, a good job with uh, special needs um uh, transportation moving away from using taxis and um using more uh, handy buses right so i i, I was uh, pleased to see that um and again we uh, we will work closely with them uh, every step of the way here to uh, you know try to get uh, some improvements here by just after, like I said, just after Thanksgiving. Okay. There's also a concern that's been raised, and I mean, this this has come up before, but uh, the, the amount of money that CBE spends to lease its headquarters, what, what did the review find uh, on that? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I guess maybe people, you know, did know this before, but I mean, I found it to be quite astonishing, really. And they spend more money on their headquarters than all the other three big metro boards in Alberta combined, you know? And so the... Uh, the lease, it looks like it's about $13 million, and they signed a 20-year lease. They still have 14 years left, I think, on the lease. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of money. And uh, I know as well, I can see from the audit that uh, only about half of that 
um, can be covered through administration. And so, you know, it, it's definitely putting a drain on um, spending uh, for the classroom, you know. And so, I, I, I you know, I, I think that obviously it was a poor decision somewhere in the past to uh, move to this. And, uh, you know, we wonder if that uh, really is the best choice moving forward. Well, we're kind of stuck with it, aren't we? I, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, somebody signed a lease for 20 years, and uh, right. you know it's super expensive. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I think they had some some leases, like subleases, for a couple of floors. But uh, there's um, with the uh, current um, uh, commercial real estate scene downtown. I mean, uh, they they're in jeopardy of losing those as well, right? So, so yeah. I mean, we have to be really careful every step of the way. For, you know, not just CBE, but all school boards to to be, um, you know, uh, accounting for money they spend and to uh, make sure we're getting the money into the classroom. I mean, it's um, a big priority. We've made sacrifices in other areas to make sure that funding is increasing for enrollment in um, in our schools, which is great. But, you know, I, I forward about 95% of all the money off my desk into the boards, and so it's really up to them to take a, a second look, third look, fourth look to make sure they're spending well. Okay. Well, this is a preliminary report, so what's the next step here? Um, we, um, I'm interested, the reason I want to extend it is because I would like to uh, perhaps look at best practices um, that uh, exist in other the other three big metro boards and uh, elsewhere as well and uh, see if that might be instructive to help to, um, to resolve um, Calgary Board of Education's um, transportation issues. Uh, I, I, I see Edmonton Public is a similar board, you know, and also has lots of choice, <clears throat> and we just see uh, it uh, uh, not having these uh, flashpoints in the same way that uh, CBE does. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, want to try to learn from the best or you know, from other people and uh, and try to apply that. Sure, I mean that makes sense. Okay, well, let me ask you as well about this ongoing curriculum review. And I know you were you were talking about this yesterday. Um, you know, people are wondering what what the end result's going to look like. Uh, the opposition uh, parties, of course, have suggested that maybe certain things are being looked at or certain things are going to be dropped, and and you've. Uh, been, been addressing that. Where, where are yeah. we at, first of all? With the uh, well, I mean, it's a six-year uh, six process, and so we started last year. Um, we will have some some um, prototype of um, for uh, K to four, I believe, next year. Um, but you know, it's an ongoing process that we've been trying to involve the public as much as possible. And so it's been it's been really interesting to see uh, people coming out, uh, groups um, talking about financial literacy from uh, financial institutions and banks and. Uh, a big interest from the junior achievement uh, group as well, who have uh, lots of good leadership uh, um, uh, instruction to help us. And so, so I mean, the process is that uh, we have working groups around the province. And uh, at this point, in general, you know, we're looking at what's called the scope and sequence. It's really just kind of like the t- table of contents of what um, you know uh, we might move, and then you apply the content on top of that, right? And so, some of the confusion, or I don't know what was going on with um, this uh, talk about history and um, Shakespeare and military history. I mean, all of those things are applied to the uh, scope and sequence. And so, I mean, uh, I uh, was a uh, social studies teacher myself and, uh, you know, value the... uh, importance of, of history, uh, the strength of, of military history, of course, and, uh, you know, we could see that as being a very strong part of our curriculum. So anybody who suggests otherwise is just uh, adding to, uh, is, is, uh, is misleading 
what we're doing. Now, right. you're involved in, in um, this, this anti-racism initiative, and there's been some suggestion that that, that kind of an approach or, yep. or cultural sensitivity, whatever that entails, that yep. that may be a part of the new curriculum. What would that look like? Well, again, I, I won't presuppose. I mean, um, what I have, uh, I've had more than 80 meetings with uh, groups around the province. It's been uh, remarkable, truly remarkable, the uh, appetite to address, um, uh, you know, a more inclusive and, uh, you know, accepting society is, is really big out there. And um, what... Um, I mean, what I've—I mean, at least in my own reflection—is that uh, to have the curriculum better reflect um, who we are and uh, the composition of our population here in uh, Alberta in 2017 would uh, really go a long ways to, uh, I think, uh, you know, let out the air of—I uh, of, uh, mean, because a lot of. Um, uh, discrimination and so forth is based on ignorance, right? And lack of understanding between uh, uh, cultures and uh, so forth. And so, you know, we can really help to address that through curriculum. And so, you know, it's it's I, I, sensitivity. I'd say more like uh, awareness, right? Cultural awareness. And uh, I've had uh, groups and different religious groups, um, you know, saying that you know they could help to educate kids in, um, you know, different religions and so forth. You know, I mean, sometimes when we have public education, um, we've, we've sort of moved so far from, you know, to make sure, you know, that it's not religious education, but, you know, sometimes we've excluded the understanding and knowledge about those different uh, faiths and cultures. And so um, I think that that's something worth considering. Well, I mean, it sounds like what you're also trying to do through the implementation of Bill 10 and, and the guidelines and, and getting policies from schools. Where, where do things stand on that process? Um, well, I mean, we've come a long ways, for sure. I mean, uh, people have worked on um, policies to ensure the safe and caring schools um, uh, uh, and over the last couple of years, and it's, it's been quite a remarkable journey, really. And uh, I've seen um, lots of progress, you know, on a board level, but even on individual school level, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I, I'm, I feel comfortable with what uh, progress we have made so far, but, um, you know, I, we also... You know, it's uh, we're not not stopping, right? Um, you know, it's uh, it's mandated by law and uh, by good practice to ensure that uh, we have uh, safe and caring environments for all students um, and uh, you know LGBTQ kids uh, in particular. So that's um, part of uh, my commitment, and uh, yeah, I think it's been going okay. Now, and one thing I want to ask you too, because you, you, your government has been, your party has been critical of of Jason Kenney in particular for suggesting maybe that that uh, parental notification would occur schools could notify parents that their kids yeah. were, were part of a GSA. Why not change the school act then to, to make it clear that, that that kind of notification would, would not be acceptable? Why, why haven't you done so? Well, certainly, uh, it's it, uh, it's not uh, out of the question. Um, you know, it's entirely entirely possible within the scope of uh, you know um, uh, seeking resolution here to uh, including using legislation. Yes, I mean, that's is, is there anything stopping a school right now from doing that? Well, um, you know, it's. Um, I think that we need to strengthen it for sure, right? Um, I think that um, you know, schools. I mean, schools on a on a on a on the ground level understand the sensitivity around um, GSAs. I mean, it's it's a club for uh, you know that provides some sanctuary and uh, guidance and uh, and uh, and so forth, a safe place, so to speak, for for kids. And so, um, you know, perhaps we need to uh, you know just backstop that a bit with. Uh, some more um, rules, I guess, around it, for sure. All right. Well, David, we'll leave it there. Uh, again, appreciate you making some time for us here yeah, this afternoon. It's Thanks for the pleasure. update. Pleasure. Yeah, All right. You. Take care. David Egan, uh, Alberta's Minister of Education. My name is Rob Breckenridge. We're back with more right after this.
Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.